Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 244 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Psalm 51 today, and our focus is on how to pray and seek God when you've done something terrible. Well, we do this every day. We're a daily podcast where we go through the Word of God chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Our goal is to encourage you in daily Bible intake, hopefully through your ears and through reading. And our goal is to encourage us all in daily Bible obedience. Our webpage is Bible2021.com. That's Bible2021.com. It's the best place to subscribe to the show and share it with a friend or neighbor. So let's open with a comment from our old friend, WWH, on our Unequally Yoked episode from a few days ago. He begins by quoting Amos 3.3, How can two walk together except they be agreed? The idea to me, he says, is that we must not entangle ourselves with non-believers or the ungodly in a way that will draw us away from God. We need to interact with the world or else we cannot be salt and light, but we also need to be solidly anchored in God. We cannot allow any earthly entanglement to draw us away from God. One is reminded of Solomon, who unequally yoked himself with many pagan wives and was drawn by them into idolatry. Absolutely right, WWH, drawn by them into idolatry, even though he was the wisest man that ever lived, which tells you the power of temptation there. So today we are in Psalm 51. What he did was despicable, terrible, indefensible. It represented an abuse of power, and had something like this happened to a president in the United States of America, it would have been the worst presidential scandal in American history. And that, my friends, is saying something, right? King David committed murder, de facto rape, abuse of power, military treason, and more. And the man murdered by King David's order, was likely a close friend, most certainly a military hero and a man of honor, and David had his life snuffed out treacherously in order to satisfy his fleshly desires. There's no other way to frame what King David did than to say it was utterly horrible, and it was likely worse than anything you have ever done. Hopefully. As horrible as David was, though, as heinous as his crimes were, however, he did not end his life being rejected by God. Indeed, God's testimony about David, a murderer, a scoundrel, at least in this instance, was that David was a man after God's own heart. How can this be? How can God say something like that about a man who committed cold-blooded murder? And the answer, of course, is that David truly deeply and wholeheartedly repented of his sin, and God forgave him. Now, this forgiveness was not deserved. It's almost scandalous. But as our psalm says today, God will not despise or turn away from a broken and contrite heart, and therefore God forgave David. Now, we've all seen terrible apologies, whether they've been wooden or forced or insincere or even arrogant, 
Few things are more annoying and troubling than a bad apology. David, in Psalm 51, however, puts on a clinic for us in how to repent and how to apologize. So let's go ahead and read it and let it inform us how we should repent and apologize. Psalm chapter 51, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. For the choir director, a psalm of David, when the prophet Nathan came to him after he had gone to Bathsheba. Be gracious to me, God, according to your faithful love. According to your abundant compassion, blot out my rebellion. Completely wash away my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. For I am conscious of my rebellion and my sin is always before me. Against you and you alone I have sinned and done this evil in your sight. So you are right when you pass sentence. You are blameless when you judge. Indeed, I was guilty when I was born. I was sinful when my mother conceived me. Surely you desire integrity in the inner self, and you teach me wisdom deep within. Purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Turn your face away from my sins and blot out all my guilt. God, Create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. Then I will teach the rebellious your ways and sinners will return to you. Save me from the guilt of bloodshed, God, God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not want a sacrifice, or I would give it. You're not pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. You will not despise a broken and humbled heart, God. In your good pleasure, cause Zion to prosper. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Now, you might be thinking, if you do know the story of what David did, and very briefly, David, strolling on his roof one night, saw a beautiful woman named Bathsheba bathing, and he decided he had to have her, despite the fact that he was already married to more than one woman, and he was plenty taken care of. Bathsheba was the wife of a war hero named Uriah the Hittite, and David had relations with Bathsheba, and then had Uriah the Hittite murdered to cover up that fact. Now, you might be thinking, hearing that, that you'll probably never do anything as bad as David and probably won't need to apologize like he has done. But the fact is that Psalm 51 is helpful to us in every situation of repentance, and we will need to ask God's forgiveness and repent every day. At least I do, and I'm quite sure you do too, because I sin every day. Notice how David begins by appealing to God's compassion, his love, his chesed in the Hebrew He says, be gracious to me, God, according to your faithful love, according to your abundant compassion, blot out my rebellion. Notice David is not appealing to any merit in himself. He's appealing to God's character. And then in a variety of ways and in different places, David admits his sin. He acknowledges his guilt. He calls it sin. He calls it rebellion. He calls it guilt. He says, I'm guilty. He acknowledges that he's done evil and he confesses that he has shed blood. 
Psalm 51, 2, he says, I'm conscious of my rebellion. My sin is always before me. Not only that, he acknowledges also the impact that this sin has had on him and that God has been absolutely correct in judging him and punishing him. In Psalm 51, verse 4 and verse 8, he says, so you are right when you pass sentence. You are blameless when you judge. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. So he asked God to cleanse him to remove the stain of sin from him next. And that tells us something. It tells us that our sinful actions aren't just a moment in time, but sin has the effect of staining or corrupting us. David knows this and he asks for cleansing. And hyssop, by the way, was a plant that the Jews somehow used for cleaning in a way we don't fully understand right now. Verse 7 He says, purify me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. And then he has the audacity, after doing what he did, to ask for God to blot out his sins for forgiveness and healing in a new and changed heart. Verse 2, he says, completely wash away my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. And then verse 10, he says, God create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And then Going even beyond that, he asks for restoration. Not only restoration, he asks for joy. Now, does David deserve this? Absolutely not. No way does he deserve that. He deserves a tortured death like he gave to Uriah. Now, do we deserve God's forgiveness? Again, the answer is no, we do not. And yet, like David, we can and must appeal to God's gracious nature, his mercy and kindness. It's good and right and biblical to appeal to God's abundant mercy and compassion. And therefore, David asks, let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you've crushed rejoice. That's 51.8. And then in 51.12, restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. So let Psalm 51 be a model for us. Not that we would follow it exactly or that we would use David's words as our own, but that we would learn from what is said here, that we would admit our sin and guilt without trying to minimize what we've done or downplay it, that we would appeal to God's mercy and compassion, that we would acknowledge God as a just God, that we would ask him to cleanse us from the stain of our sin and that he would help us to not keep on sinning. And then even as David did, We should ask for joy, restoration, gladness, rejoicing, and the sustaining power of God in our lives. Because that, my friends, is a scriptural thing to do and a good thing to do. And I believe God will delight to do so. Well, let's close with our brand new Bible memory passage for the month of December. It is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, which says, All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Amen. And may the word of God equip you, friends, for every good work. Good day to you and Godspeed.